Nah, nah, nah. Bitches ain't shit. Fuck you. <laughs> well, that's, we hope you're having a good day because uh, we see how this is starting. How are you guys doing on this lovely Friday morning? Well, we are doing awesome. And again, it is your host, Thug Flower. And I'm still Pillow, as always. And we're just gonna, you know, we're gonna touch on anxiety today again because we touched on it last week, but I, we feel, we, we, not just me, not just her, feel like maybe we could have been a little bit more descriptive or more enlightening and specific (laughs) right and like so we want to give you some examples of where of when our anxiety has kicked in you want to start off Uh, um do i i don't know but i guess i will um so for me my anxiety largely comes into play when I feel like I should be doing something better than I am because I was raised to um, expect perfection. And even if it was not perfection, it better be goddamn close. Right. (laughs) Without the foul language. Um, So when I... Oh, I'm sorry. When I do not excel at something... Or when I mess up at something, my anxiety starts to manifest in um, sort of a panic and a um, self-deprecation and just trying to figure out how to be better at whatever it is that I was doing because... nothing but excellence is allowed like (laughs) there's no time for mediocre mediocre is not accepted um so it is it is very difficult to live with that constant mind state and to just kind of be like okay you know what yes i messed up but it's okay to mess up people mess up every now and again like this is how you learn this is Mm -hmm. how you grow right right and i it's something that i have to constantly remind myself because that's not what i was taught that's not what i was raised to believe so it's like it goes through it goes against every grain and muscle in my being to be like this is fine Right. We're on a path, we're learning, we're improving, we're doing things. Mm-hmm. Instead, my automatic response is, you ain't shit. Like, right. why do you think this is okay? Like, right. you need to do better. Like, why are you messing up like this? Right. And like, I've told you many times, like, you just started this management program. Mm-hmm. This is your opportunity. This is the opportunity that you've literally been looking for. Perfect opportunity. You're excelling above other people who have started at exactly the same time as you. But I get it because even though I wasn't in the environment as long, I still have that same type of issue. Because as you know, I'm in beauty school. These cuts, all right. I'm just saying, sometimes they're a millimeter off on one side and I feel like I have to do the whole entire cut over because it's like, it's, yes. literally, it's literally millimeters and most people are, are going to be like, girl, let it go. It's fine. But I'm going to be like, nah, I'm going to be here for 45 minutes until I get this millimeter gone. And so I get it. It's very frustrating and it's very hard to be like, 
oh, this is fine. I'm good. I'm cool. Like, this is great. It's I'm just starting out, whatever. Because again, like I said, I wasn't in the environment nearly as long as you were. So I can only imagine how much more difficult it is for you to be like, wait a minute, this isn't perfect. I should know this already. Yeah. But it's like, but you also have to think about it in a, from a logical standpoint. You literally just started this position. Yes. And that's the thing <laughs> that I'm trying to constantly remind myself is like, I haven't even been here a month yet. Like, I can't know all the things that I'm expecting myself to know. Because mind you, I have a binder full of crap that I need to learn. And you take it with you. <clears throat> Almost every day. Yeah, it's always in the car when we're when we're back at the apartment. You bring it in the house. You're studying that thing. Like so, it's not like you're not doing your due diligence. You're doing what you need to do, but it takes time and it takes practice. And even still, like some of it, yes, just because I'm studying the paper doesn't mean that I'm going to understand the actual application of it. Exactly because applications versus theory are two different things and i understand that in my logic brain but in my emotional brain we should have been there already like there's no time for mistakes there's no time for trying it's do and do only (laughs) right and it's it's funny because i have noticed that even like between the two of us because we do both have this mindset but when it comes to us talking to the other person Mm -hmm. about what they're working on or what they're trying to do right (laughs) like we will be like girl it's fine like you just started it's okay like you got this you're gonna get in the bag but then when we're talking to ourselves about whatever it is that's going on it's like why are you so far behind like you need to catch up why are you slacking like this like i don't know why you think this is fun this is not okay (laughs) right and i I honestly feel like it needs to be like how when we were talking in the kitchen like a week ago and we were and i was like hey we need to have a jar or make it to where okay we want to get our fitness in too when we talk down about ourselves we got to do like 10 crunches or 10 push-ups because we need to stop we need to start uplifting ourselves not just each other and we need to also get our bodies right get it tight you know get it in get it thin so it's like we we're trying to be better but it's very hard to be better when again not in the environment nearly as long but when you're damn near beating over the head with you got to be perfect you got to be perfect you got to be perfect like it's you first of all no one's perfect yeah you're asking me to live up to an impossible standard i'm not god i don't i cannot cure nobody of nothing by saying you're cured like that's not how that works so i cannot be to this impossible standard that you don't even live up to because look at your life look at your mistakes yeah but you don't want to own up to those you want to just act like your life has been hunky-dory back to differ it has not so don't hold me to a higher standard than you hold yourself yeah and i know like for me sometimes i want to feel like that it's only the this side of the family or the that side of the family but no like when you think about it and like the more you kind you talk to um other um races and just other people you find out that a lot of families hold their um children and their whatever up to these standards that are just ridiculous like i'm sorry 
I understand that you graduated at the top of your class when you graduated in 87, 74, 62. 1901. Right. But um, in 2012, in 2020, this is a whole new year. We got a whole... We got more going on. Right. We're going through different things. So you can't hold me to what you did. Exactly. You can't expect me to know how to calculate the time it takes from one train to get to one spot to another spot. Because I ain't got to take the train. I got a whole car that I've been riding in since the day I was born. And let's not forget, we got Texas Instruments now. What you talking about? I'm not doing mental math. What? Don't know her. Who's that? I'm not even <laughs> memorizing numbers at this point. Right. Like, I got oh, a Lord. whole phone with them saved. I can add emojis. I can add <laughs> pictures. Like, I can add songs to people if I wanted right. to. I although, don't understand. Although, I do have to say, sometimes my math don't be mathing. And I'm like, wait a minute. Two plus two. Fourteen? <laughs> no. That's fourteen. That's like four plus ten. <laughs> so like like sometimes simple math be like hold up maybe you should you know work that brain a little bit more but the reality is still you cannot hold me to an extent to a standard an next standard see <laughs> this is why you don't this is why you don't drink before you record <laughs> <laughs> that part <laughs> but like it's it's just I lost my train of thought <laughs> Yes, that's the part. From generation to generation, we have grown, we have learned, like, this generation is more free than our previous generation and the generation before that. We're more accepting of people that are different. Mind you, we still have a long way to go on accepting people that are different. Facts. Because bullying this year, last year... I don't know how many years has been an all-time high. The number of people committing suicide because of the number of babies committing suicide is ridiculous. Like, and when I say babies, I don't mean like four months old. That's not what I'm talking about. But I mean like your elementary school kids. That's what I'm referring to. But yeah, it, it has been just ridiculous because one, people act like bullies don't need to be punished. Like, If they don't want to, like, first of all, I feel like you need to first address what's going on at home, even though this is definitely going away from the anxiety conversation, but we'll bring it back. I don't even feel like like it's going away from anxiety because people have anxiety for all reason. It could be because of what's going on at home, but it could be because you're being bullied at school or online. And the bullies could be bullying other kids because they have a lot of repressed anxiety. So, like you said, it's not really going away from it it's just a little bit of a detour but like to me I feel like you need to first address the parents and what's going on at home have somebody go out to that house see what's going on why is this child behaving the way that they are don't we don't need these kids to be ignored and just letting them being pushed through the system and being treated treating other children like shit and then we have just this cycle of hurt people hurting people yeah and it's like I personally I'm sure I was bullied but I don't know that I was so I can't say that I was so I'm just gonna say I was never bullied but like I feel like no kid ever goes through school without being bullied but I also would never consider myself a bully 
because I was a mad recluse. Like, yeah, I kept the same four friends for the majority of my school career. Yeah. <laughs> so, see, like for me, I feel like yes, I was bullied at school, but a lot of my bullying actually came from family members. Yeah. See, and I guess when I think of bullying, I just think of school. Yeah. And I don't think of like neighbors or like my relatives per se but i guess they could well not guess they definitely can bully you too 100 percent, they can be bullies too like blood can be bullies blood don't mean that you're not mean does not mean that you're not cruel it just means you are happen to be related to me by blood and it's a little bit harder to get rid of you for some people, for me, not so much because um, if you toxic, I'm gonna cut you off. I don't care. <laughs> like, and for me, growing up, I am of the fairer skin, so a lot of people would make fun of me for Clear. being huh? like that. <laughs> would make she knows fun nothing of me but love though from me for being lighter, yeah, um, or for having bigger hips or whatever um which she should embrace but i understand she's dealt with a lot when it comes to her shape and she has like the most beautiful hourglass figure so anyway i'll let you talk (laughs) no you're fine and it's just it when you're talked down to for something for so long you start to not see it as a positive but to only see it as a negative and for me like just hearing over the years, even from like age seven to eighteen. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you got childbearing hips. I am a child, so why would I have childbearing hips? Like that's not a compliment. It's not. That's, <laughs> that's but a I negative. can say <laughs> that's sad. Like when I was eighteen, and like she was like, "What you're six years younger than me?" Yeah. Or whatever, and dudes are like hitting on her and i'm like this is a little baby i'm like mad grown well not grown but i was like at least legal and you looking at this little girl like granted she was a thick little girl and it wasn't because she was trying to be like fast or anything like that she didn't dress herself she didn't pick her own clothes like her clothes were bought for her she just was she was i don't want to say stat because she was a child (laughs) but like she was had an hourglass figure as a very young child yeah and so So, with that it came a very warped sense of people in general because it's like i'm a child and you're trying to talk to me so what's wrong with you (laughs) right and then not only are you trying to talk to me but then my family is talking down to me because of the way that i look so obviously the way that i look is wrong Right, Like there's a problem with something that's going on with me. So the fact that you're willing to accept this problem, now there has to be something more wrong with you that you're okay with this. And I can see why that would cause anxiety because it's confusion. It's like on this side, you're getting praised, but it's from the wrong people. And then from the people who are supposed to make you feel okay and make you feel loved and make you feel accepted, you're getting nothing but down talk and made to feel bad like you shouldn't be the way that you are as if you had a choice to have hips and a butt at seven right like Like i can control it like i was doing something to make this happen (laughs) right like i woke up like you know what i want today i want some hips and ass 
Yes. Thank you. And I want to be lighter than everyone else in my family because, yes, I need a reason to stand out. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Give it all. Like, right. you didn't choose the way that you were born, but it just happened to be the way that you were born. And unfortunately, you just happened to have some people who react not in the best way and not in a way that was conducive to raising a healthy adult. Yeah. Because you're not going to be a child forever, but it's like what you're taught as a child impacts you forever. Like those right. self-esteem issues, even with me, even today, I'm what, 26 years old and I still have these self-esteem issues yeah. where I'm like, well, I feel like I should probably be happy with the way that I look, but I can't be happy with the way that I look because... I know that I'm supposed to look different than what I am because this is what I was told for years upon years upon years by the people who were closest to me, the people who were supposed to love me, the people who were supposed to teach me how to be a mature adult. So obviously I have something that I need to work on. There's something that I need to do better about myself. And it's, it's, it's just, it's like you said, it's confusing. It's, yeah. it's confusing and it's hard because it's like, well, what is the right line? And then it doesn't help that society is also preaching a whole nother image to you that is even different from what the people that you love and care about is telling you. So now not only am I wrong in the eyes of them, but now the eyes of society, I'm also shaped wrong. I'm also too dark now. So at one side I was too light, but now I'm too dark. Yeah. And which is, which that part (laughs) is like mad ridiculous to me because of the fact that society their you know standard of beauty is the european-esque looks but it's let's be realistic they get tans and they want to be as close to us as possible because they get filler in their lips they get hit and ass added to their bodies so it's like so i'm not my natural beauty is not not acceptable but you can go to dr who what's it and pay get, for this and, and now you're acceptable right but it's like first i'm not gonna say that i was gonna say something but it was <laughs> but like it, it makes no sense but then we have to deal with the you know the uncertainty and the un- anxiety behind it and yeah. like for me i'm much darker and i've had people my complexion call me tar um blackie like like all kinds of things and granted on the scale of light to dark i'm more (laughs) mid-range than anything which to me i feel like all shades are beautiful 100 percent. but like i have the body type of spongebob squarepants in my opinion like i got big ass cities but like i have no ass or hips (laughs) oh disrespect but like i don't have the idealistic black shape like i don't don't have have, the hourglass figure yeah i don't have the hourglass figure like i have a friend who like when they would give me hugs they would like act as if their arms were falling because they were like oh i don't have nothing to hang on to because you ain't got no hips and it's like wow like it's funny to me because that's my friend and we've known each other for years but like at the same time a little like wow disrespectful (laughs) right because it's like i'm sorry i was not born with hips i don't have childbearing hips i don't have hips at all i have like like if i didn't have titties i would have (laughs) a boy body 
like real talk i would and there's nothing wrong with that i have to learn to to love it at some point because it's my body i'm walking around with it like i can't just be like oh body swap like unfortunately it don't work that way if it was my choice i would have the idealistic black body type which would be my cousins yeah (laughs) and i feel like lizzo had a great point because she said instead of being body positive let's just be body normative right the body that you have is the only body you got you can make changes to it however you want to whether that's losing weight gaining weight mm-hmm. or going to buy whatever it is that you want to add to it but at the or end of doing the day, more specific workouts it's yeah. still your body that and part. you gotta love the body that you in because at the end of the day when you get to whatever age and you're on your deathbed you gotta look back on your life and be like you know what i had a good life i'm happy with what happened i'm happy mm-hmm. with what i did i'm happy with the people that were in it you know, and if no you regards. Yep, no <laughs> regards. <laughs> so if you can't that say commercial. that, then you need to make a change in your life to be happy with what's going on. Right. I, right now, can't say that. So right. I'm making those changes in myself to be more body normative, to be happy with what God gave me, because at the end of the day, it's what he gave me and it's what I got. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to use it to the best of my ability and embrace it to the best of my ability. And I'm going to just be over here jealous. And that includes <laughs> my intelligence, yeah, my anxiety, yeah. my asthma. <laughs> right. And I can say, like, with me for... Because I didn't give an example of my anxiety. I've had... Recently had an anxiety attack because someone tried well someone did run me off the road because i my only assumption was that they were upset that i got in front of them because they were going 28 and a 45 and i was like what you're not gonna do is that because you know got places to be and they literally ran me off the road and i had my very first accident not cool definitely had a panic attack but that my that's normally things that happen to me are what trigger my anxiety and again like i said my anxiety manifests physically but it also manifests with me like like hand shaking and like just crying <laughs> which i know sounds mad weak but like that's just that's just me and so that's something that's recently happened <laughs> with me i'm like I was driving my cousin's car and like my main concern was like not fucking up her car and I was just like oh my gosh I, I fucked up her car <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> which was crazy to me because when I found out about it and she got to my job my main concern was are you okay like, right are you good like the car is a car it's a material object it can be replaced it can be fixed whatever but what is going on with you like how are you and she's just like, well, the car, is the car okay? Is the car going to be good? I'm like, I don't right. care about this car. Like, this car is an object, whatever. Like, right. I got it fixed now. I'll get it fixed again. It's whatever. Right. And I think I just, I feel a lot of guilt because I'm very clumsy. And so I feel like I get a lot of flack for my clumsiness and not from her specifically or anything like that, but just in general from because I do tend to drop things or I do tend to trip. I'm just very a clumsy person. So I just always feel really bad if I'm messing up somebody else's stuff because it's never intentional. I'm just clumsy. Like literally there like I literally walked into the refrigerator door. She like did last night. <laughs> 
And I was just like, bro, I need you to stop hurting yourself. Like, I don't right. know what's going on with you, but I don't want to be blamed. So can you please stop making it look like I'm abusing you? Because I'm right. not doing it. But that's literally my life. Like, I walk into random stuff. Like, I was trying to hold the door open for somebody at my school and walked into the door frame trying to hold the door open for them. So it's like, I'm literally that person. Like, I'm that person who, like, I would go to the hospital. Well, not in, like, if you saw me going to the hospital and I was like, oh, I tripped down the stairs. And they're like, no, nah, she's probably getting her ass beat. No, I literally tripped down the stairs. Yeah, and then before you <laughs> even ran into the refrigerator door, you, like, tripped over your own foot or something? Yes. No, I, I tripped over a box. <laughs> because we moved and like I was like so why the box move like because I have been walking past this box for days because you know we're trying to get unpacked but like every day I'm walking past this box but this time the box moved up and it was like I got you bitch so (laughs) it's like literally I'm just a clumsy person and so I feel really bad when I mess up people's things because I feel like they feel like it's intentional And no one has ever said that, oh, you did this on purpose. But I just feel like, I feel like they don't trust me or like it makes me seem untrustworthy with people's things or careless with people's things. And I'm not going to say that anyone ever put that on me necessarily, but that's just how I feel. So I'm always more concerned about the person's things than myself because I'd rather like fuck up myself and your stuff is okay then your stuff be fucked up but i'm all right like because it's like and i know that's mad stupid i know that's really stupid but that's just i don't know what it is that's just how i feel and so i get really just like i don't know i was like i was really happy i keep saying like so much oh my gosh but i really was happy that her car was more more or less okay um and that I did not fuck up her car than me being like emotionally fucked up (laughs) that's really as she said that was my main concern was what's the car fucked up just spent all this money to get the car fixed and now I could have just ruined your car so now you have to get it fixed again like what the hell (laughs) yeah because money doesn't grow on trees even Money does not grow on trees, but at the same time, it's like, neither do people. So, which is more important? Like, I would, I care more about a person's life than a car. Especially when we already know this car is gone through the ringer. Like, it's whatever. It'll be, I, I'll get it fixed or I won't get it fixed. And that'll be that. <laughs> like, right. I'm not tripping over it. So you don't have to trip over it either. Like I, I care much more about your sanity and your mental health. Cause I mean, honestly, that's why I brought you down here in the first place. Cause yeah. I was, I was worried about you and I wanted yeah. you to get into a place where you could do better. So, and we all know, cause I was definitely at a place where I needed, I needed a way. I needed a way from where I was. Yeah. So, and before, you know, it wasn't a guy. It was just stress, but like, I just, I needed a way. And like mentioned in previous podcasts, she had been asking me to come down here for literally five years. And I was like, no, I don't want to go to racist ass Texas. But honestly, like I've said before, I haven't been called the N word not once. When I go back home, 
I mean, nah. <laughs> just saying. That part. <laughs> and we're going to leave that there because I'm not trying to mess with any tourism. <laughs> right. Not that people can go anywhere right now anyway, but still. <laughs> right. So it's like, I honestly have had, for the most part, a very good experience down here. And I haven't had very many anxiety attacks. Honestly, when that accident ha- happened, that was my first one in a very long time. Well, in a pretty long time. It was my first anxiety attack. That Because, um, like I said, I'm in school and I'm about to graduate in a couple of months. And so that's been causing me a little bit of an anxiety as well. So sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night just like shaking really bad. And I'm like, what the what? Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> and then even this podcast has brought on some anxiety for both of us. Just yes. Just like, wow. Now we're like public. Like people can hear what we have to say and they can make thoughts and comments. And it's just, it's, it's different. And it's, it's taking some getting used to, but it's, yeah. it's exciting at the same time because it, it gives us a platform to talk on and hopefully to help other people. So even if we were just able to help one person, that would make us very happy. It would. And like, and even my best friend was like, I didn't think you were the type of person to put your self online, but you know, people change, I guess. <laughs> and it's like, for me, I'm not that type of person. I am that type of person who's like, now nah, I'm gonna just sit over here in the background and I'm gonna let whatever happen happen. And I'm gonna just be quiet. Well, no, I'm really not the type to be necessarily quiet. If I feel like it's something that is in my chesticles to say, but um, for the most part, I don't, social media and me, we're like distant cousins fit five times removed because I don't do it. Like I have a Facebook, but I go on there once, maybe every four or five months, maybe mm. except messenger. Like I go on messenger, Yeah. but like Facebook, Facebook, like nah. Oh, no, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say, like, you're like, baby daddies and condoms. <laughs> but then I was like, mm, that may be... Baby daddies and condoms? Exactly. What did that... They don't go together. Oh. <laughs> but then I was like... Over my head. They, that, that might not be an appreciated statement. So, um... I mean, you I mean, mad disrespectful, but it's all right. I mean, I don't uh, feel like that was disrespectful. I feel like that was facts. Like, you don't get on your social media. I don't. Like, seeing you on your social media is like... Seeing a unicorn eating grass. <laughs> right. Because even Instagram, but and I still, even when I go on social media, I'm not one of those people who is immune to the rabbit hole because once I'm on there, I'm like, ooh, okay. Ooh, wait. <laughs> ooh. Ooh, she said that. <laughs> but when I tell you I'm not going to comment, I might not even like, and I might be like, ooh, that's really cute scroll (laughs) like Mm -hmm. I may verbally like it but like physically because I don't know what it is I just I'm not a social media person maybe it's because I'm like 950 but I just I don't know how to use snapchat or bookface for real or insta slam I don't know how to use any of that shit like I'm on it and I'm trying to get better because in order for me to start getting clients on you know, in the real world, everybody's on social media. I have to get on there, but it really does make me go into a bit of a panic 
when I'm like, oh my gosh, my work is about to be out here. And then once it's out there, I can't take it back. Nope. Even if I delete it, it's still out there. Yeah, like, somewhere. So then a bit of me like goes into like panic mode. And again, my anxiety kicks in. And I'm like, but I'm not good enough. Am I good enough? Will people like it? And it's like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Somebody might like it. Somebody might not. Yeah. You know? And I mean, at the end of the day, you can't please everybody no matter exactly. what. So it's like, you just got to do what you got to do to live your life. But now I have to actually live by that because I just don't be doing it. <laughs> like I have the same 10 pictures of nails that I've done from like when I first got Instagram, like two, three years ago. Yeah. And I though- only got it because my sister kept bugging me about it. And Same she probably Facebook. does her nose, what, at least twice a month, sometimes more than that. Usually yeah. more than that. Yeah, but normally least, once a week. Normally I do my nails every week. Um, and then she does my nails now probably once a month, depending on yeah, what we have going on. With, yeah. this la- with this move, we haven't really had time. We have not. We've not <clears> had time <throat> lately. Um, but even still, it's like we're not taking new pictures to post. Even though I'm like, you should always be taking pictures, but the fact I don't stay on you enough to actually make sure that you do it to get it done. Because I know you're not going to do it just on your own because you're like, why? It's social media, whatever. Well, and because I literally, it's, I don't feel good enough. Yeah. Because even with like, I had my first client at the school and that I've had at this particular school and the client loved it, but I was like, but is it good enough? Like, is she just saying she likes it? Like, she tipped me and everything and was like, hey, when when is your last day um, that you can take clients? Because I really want to book with you again. And I know, like, if you're graduating soon, you said you were graduating in December or whatnot, and my next haircut isn't for eight to ten weeks, and I really would like to have you again yeah. or book with you again. And I'm like, oh, maybe she's just saying that. Yeah. And it's like... No, everybody was like, oh my gosh, that's so pretty. Oh my gosh, that's so good. And it's like, even though I'm hearing the praise, I'm not receiving the praise. Yeah, and it's not me trying to be like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Because these are instructors who were telling me, you did a really great job on that cut. You did a really good job on that that style and that blowout. And like, you did exactly what the client asked for. But I just, for some reason, and I guess it's because... Like, you know, grew up in a very strict Christian household, but at one point we weren't, not by my mom or dad per se, but like the church that we were going to. And I never felt like necessarily that church had much of an impact on me, but I guess they say those first five years are are your most formative years. And so you weren't supposed to see yourself as being good at something like you're supposed to give praise to other people not to yourself like you're supposed to be subservient you're supposed to be like only god is good yeah you're just striving to be that so like for me i've always had a hard time of like accepting that somebody really likes what i'm doing yeah and so when when i try to add like it just it gives me anxiety, which I know it's like, then why are you going to this industry? Because it's an industry that I love. Yeah. And no, like I get that because even like when you did my nails, I when you were finishing, I was like, oh, yeah, I like that. And you, when we actually finished for real, you were like, well, are you sure you like them? I'm like, yeah, no, I like it. And then I started doing something else and you were like, really? 
And I was like, yeah, I love it. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's literally how I am. And I can't ask, because if you show a client you have doubt, then they're going to be like, well, maybe she did fuck up my hair. Right. So it's like, I try not to show doubt in front of my client. And even with her, she kept saying, look, it's just hair. It'll grow. So do your best. And I was like, well, I can promise you I will do my absolute best. I want it to, I want you to walk out of here loving your hair. Right. And so if, and I told her, I was like, if there's anything at all you need or want me to change, let me know. I have no problem changing it. Right. Because I want you to be satisfied. And she was like, no, I like it. I think you did a great job. And I still was like, even after she said that, and even after she tipped me, I was like, well, maybe she just tipped me to be nice. Yeah. (laughs) So like, I just, I have to get over that anxiety and really believe in myself. And, you know, it's, it comes, a lot of mine comes from self-doubt and things that cause me to have panic attacks. But and then I know like earlier when you were talking about your anxiety, you actually started talking about how your anxiety manifests. Right. And I have not actually talked about how mine manifests. So let me right. go ahead and add in on that point. So for me, because I know you um, expressed some concern about it might look weak or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I know for me, mine manifests a decent amount of time in tears also. Mm-hmm. But those tears could mean that I'm mad yeah. <laughs> and ready to fight. Right. Or those tears could mean that I'm sad and mm-hmm. I'm emotional. But you never know until whatever I say comes out. <laughs> huh. Like, don't, don't take tears know. as a sign of weakness because um, I could be ready to swing on you. <laughs> right. And like, from, and I get that because for me... <laughs> I get it. Like y'all can't see me right now. I'm trying to formulate the words in my like to bring it outside yeah. and stop saying like so much. God. But for me it's it's very similar, similar because I can be so pissed off and want to hit you in your face that I'm, I'm shaking crying. and crying. Yes. Yes, I understand 100% like Oh my gosh. Let me think. Um, there was going to be in fights. Cause I can't like, I, when I tell you, I wanted to get into a fight before I turned 18 because you know, they seal your records when you're no longer an adult. That part. So really I had to be 16. Cause in the, in Illinois and Missouri, you legal you're adult legal age 17. Is, is 17 now. And so I was like, man, I just want to get into one good old fight <laughs> before my record could be sealed. And before it become permanent on my record, yeah, no, nah, I never got into that fight. Yeah. So now I'm I'm just, I'm too old now. So I'm not going to fight you, but I might curse you out. Yes, you know, and I had this incident when I was dating this guy who was 100% toxic for me. But he... Do I know him? Yes, you know him. I met him? Yes, you did. And I wanted to be in his ass? <laughs> yes, you did. Okay. Um... But we had this moment where he decided the best time to be honest with me was when we were laid up chilling watching TV and he decided he wanted to tell me that he had cheated on me. What? In my house. What? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to need you to leave 
before I put my hands on you because you trying my patience right now. Like, yes, I'm crying, but I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm crying because I want to touch you. And I know that if I touch you, I'm gonna you go can to jail. file charges on me. <laughs> and orange is not my color. I mean, every color is my color, but not prison orange. Yeah, no, I, I'm not trying to be in a jumpsuit. <laughs> Peeking out behind bars yeah, because you wanted to be stupid. Like, that's not my problem. So yeah. I need you to make your exit quickly and in an orderly fashion. Don't touch nothing. Don't look at nothing. Just leave. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I don't care how orderly it is, but you need to get out before I get you out. Right. <laughs> before the enemy gets out. Okay. So you and this bullshit needs to exit stage left. I'm gonna need that. Because all I'm telling you is when Tony come up out of me, then it's all over. Because you know what? I don't want to meet Tony. Can I meet Tasha? Because <laughs> Tasha seems cool. I'm just saying, once Tony come out, we do what to do now. Like, if I put my hands on you, then that's just what it is. Like, I don't know what you're saying. I don't care what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to hear no explanation. I just need you to understand that these talk, these hands talk, and what they talking Ain't no questions, ain't no answers that's going to suffice. You know what? You know, I can't even say that my hands talk because I black out when I fight. So I don't know (laughs) how well my hands could be talking because I could just be swinging in circles. (laughs) And But I can say the fights that I have had, I won. I don't remember them because I blacked out, but I won. But they were only with family. So that's why I said earlier I wanted to get in a fight, but that was not with family. I wanted to get in a fight with somebody who I was not related to because yeah. I wanted to, one, know if I could fight because, and two, I don't want it on my permanent record. Like, But you know, I feel like having that blackout moment is a good thing because, you know, I don't know what happened. I blacked out. Like, how be you going to charge thing. me? With something that I don't know that I did. But you know what? It's a good thing until you get your ass beat. <laughs> that <laughs> like, that so. part. <laughs> so you wake up in the hospital. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, I don't want to black out and be like, one eyeball is missing. <laughs> like, what happened here? I don't know. Last thing I know, I was getting hype. And then I woke up with one eye. That looking way. like Fetty Wap. <laughs> that ain't a good... I'm sorry. That's disrespectful. <laughs> but I'm just, just saying... Just I'm just bit. saying, I don't know if I can fight, which is why I always wanted to get in a fight beforehand, but I do identify with you yeah. where sometimes it's because I want to put hands on you. Yeah. And even sometimes I can honestly say this has happened many a times where, cause you know, my mom always taught me, don't put your hands on the man. You know, unless you're ready for them to put their hands back on you <laughs> that part so like I have done that and had to backtrack real quick I was like I was just playing I'm not really mad for real cause I don't want my don't really hit me <laughs> don't really hit me at all cause I didn't mean it I had to check my attitude real quick so like I have done that before and was like, whoa, hey. <laughs> backpedaling right now because don't want to be splat on the wall. Yeah. But again, that's because of pent up stuff. And sometimes like when we, we've mentioned this before, bottlenecking, like I bottleneck my emotions. 
to the point it's where not a sexual term. FYI, it, 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 I mean, it could be. I don't mean it that way, <laughs> but it could be. We don't know people's lives. You know? I mean, it might be. As far Freaks as we're beats. using it, it is not a sexual term. Yes. It means bottling up your feelings, keeping yes. your emotions inside until they just explode out. And then you can't control how they come out. And that is how I tend to deal with things because I'm very blunt for the most part. And I am very honest with how I feel for the most part. And... I've stopped being so because, well, no, I haven't stopped being so. I just start being more quiet and trying to to be more tactful because that is something I lack is tact. So, and when you have anxiety, trying to be tactful is very hard because you're like, but, but my feelings, people keep yeah. telling my my counselor and my therapist said I need to feel my feelings, but now I can't feel my feelings because if I feel my feelings then your feelings would be hurt. Right. So it's like, it's, it's hard to balance your anxiety and other people. Yes. 100%. And then I know like for me, while I was in therapy, one of my main things to understand, like one of the things my therapist beat into me was, yes, you your feel therapist beat you? what you feel. But just because you feel it don't mean that that's how the other person meant it. So when you're communicating with somebody about how you feel, you need to say, I feel like <laughs> so yes. that they don't take it to heart. But in the moment, skip what I feel like you said <laughs> and I didn't appreciate what you said. <laughs> yes. And one thing I can honestly say is that I've been using that with some of my outside relationships and they are not tuning into the I feel. Yeah. And they like, fuck your feelings <laughs> because what you said made me feel. Yep. And then that's just another layer of like, okay, so now I can't communicate what with, I feel be, without making you feel some type of way. And yeah. it's like, <sighs> it's hard. You definitely have to make sure you have those people who use those listening skills that we learned in first and second grade instead of those talking skills that they learned coming out their mama womb. <laughs> right. <laughs> because um, Cause you've been battling for a long time and you sure have not opened your ears yet. That part. And like uh, me saying that I feel a certain type of way is not saying what you meant to put on to me or what you meant by what you said or how you felt about what you said. It is just communicating that when you said da 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 to me, it made me feel like this. And regardless of what you say or what you meant, you can't change what I feel. Right. The way that I was raised, the things that I've been through and the way that I think all impact the way that I feel, which is why I'm trying to tell you how I feel. Exactly. And I, I feel, see, <laughs> I feel that people, especially in the black and brown community, well, I can't say brown, in the black community, because I'm part of the black community, they tend to not understand feelings. Yes. It is you in my house, my rules, this how it is. And then once you out of a house, 
or you just out living your regular, regular ass life. It's like, well, you should know better. You know me, or you should this, or you, or I could be me and you can be you and we can try to come together and communicate. Yeah. Because the only way we can have a successful relationship, friendship, partnership, any ship is through communication. That part. And there's a huge breakdown when it comes to that because we're so used to our parents who their way of communicating with us was through a belt. And it's like, no, nah, that's not the only way. And with some kids, that's not the way at all. All you're doing is adding trauma. Valid. And because I have nephews who nieces and nephews not all of them will whoopings help right you know me i was that type that honestly you didn't have to whoop me a a stern talking to would straighten me up because i don't want to hear it but if you whoop me in talk to me i feel like you're punishing me twice and that's not fair i did one crime yeah i didn't do two so i feel like you have to try to lessen I don't, I don't know how to... Do you understand what I'm saying? I do understand what you're saying. And I mean... For me... It's difficult... To... Um, I don't know. Like, I am the products of whooping spankings. I am too. Getting beat. <laughs> uh-huh. All of the above. Right. But I feel... Like, I don't have any negative feelings toward those things. Like, I feel like they help to create me into the person that I am, which is a respectful and understanding person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do also, at the same time, understand that those techniques do not work for everyone. My cousin is one of those people Sorry. that they it did not work for. Like, my uncle beat him once, and it was a very traumatic experience for both of them. Yeah, because whoopings is not his things. But I feel like as a parent, guardian, whatever you decide to call yourself, you have to understand and realize what methods work for the child that you're raising and what methods don't work for the child right. that you're raising. Everybody can't be a timeout child, exactly. As we see with this upcoming generation, because um, where's the respect? Right. Excuse me. I, I coughed but and i agree (laughs) oh well you know if i got it you got it boo we live together but um that part (laughs) oh don't be saying like that but um i'm just saying for me i'm not saying that getting whoopings was i'm not a person who don't believe in spankings that's not it right i'm just saying i'm not that child that needed them right like literally talking to me was enough would have been enough like and i would have not done it again because why i felt like i was in trouble because you talked to me yeah so i was that child that literally if you talked to me we would have been like cool yeah you didn't have to whoop me I understand. at all but that child that that i'm disappointed in you <gasps> what no. that hurts. <laughs> honestly my that, heart is breaking right like that literally hurts my soul like literally 
if you would have told me, if my parents would have said, I'm disappointed in you, that hurts me way more than that belt did. Yeah. But now you're punishing me twice. Because not only are you disappointed in me, you're now beating me too. So that's why I say for me, you don't have to do both. Both. For me, I was not that kid that needed both. I needed one or the other. Right. So, well, really, I just needed the talking to. So, but, but then there's, like I said, I have multiple siblings. That may not have worked for all of my other older siblings. Because right. I'm the youngest. So, but I felt like my parents, mostly my mom, because my mom was, for the most part, the disciplinarian, not my dad. And I felt like that was the only way she knew. And my mom did the best that she could. Right. But, again, not all children are the same. So, but anyway, I'm going to leave that there because we have gone on for like 16 years. And I hope that we gave you a better understanding of our anxiety and how it manifests within us. Like she said, if you want to recap the way that yours manifests. Mine manifests in emotions that can be crying, that can be fighting, that can be screaming. (laughs) It just all kind of depends on what's going on. Um, I mean, if you guys want to ask us any questions or to reach out to us, we still have that email set up. And it is smh20c at gmail.com. And for the other way that our anxiety manifests. For me, mine manifests physically as well as emotionally. Physically, normally with like pain, physical pain. Um, But in the incident, like I mentioned with the accident, first accident I had, it was my body shaking and uncontrollable crying. (laughs) So for me, it just... Depends on if there's something that physically happens that causes it versus prolonged bottlenecking of emotion. So those are my ways of manifesting or manifesting my anxiety. But again, thank you guys for joining us this Friday morning. And next week, hopefully we'll have a happier, more bubbly (laughs) topic to talk about. (laughs) Hopefully. And if you want to share the way that your anxiety manifests, if you have it, or just uh, some stories about your your anxiety, um, feel free to reach out to us at that email and share your stories with me. And we might even read a few on our podcast. Um, It has been a lovely chat with Miss Thug Flower. Um, And we hope to see you again next week, guys. This is Still Pillow signing out. Bye. Bye.